Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Best Things Pod as well. Now, here are your hosts, Craig and Aaron. Hello, internets. Welcome to the Best Things Podcast. My name is Craig. Sitting next to me is a suddenly very happy Aaron Brooks. You threw me off off guard. Kind of doing something that just came in hot. <laughs> Assume the position on camera. Uh. Welcome to the pod, everybody. We're glad that you're here. Thanks for listening and tuning in this week. We always appreciate our many faithful listeners and those watching on the YouTubes as well. By the way, if you're if you're strictly an audio listener, thank you. We appreciate it. But uh, every once in a while, go hop on the YouTube and check it Ooh. out. You get to see our faces. You get to just kind of enjoy uh, our presence in, yeah. in on your phone, in your home. Um. Aaron, it is November, my friend, which we have deemed the best month. We did, we did do that, um, and so there's a there's a there's a different sense in the air. It is approaching the holiday season. It is the holiday season. Uh, we are Thanksgiving is just a couple of weeks away. It is uh, Christmas, just over a month or so away, month and a half now. Um, we're in it, man. We are here. So we're glad that you're here. It is it, since it is the right in the middle of the fall season. We know, we know you, and we know that this is the time of year that movies making a bigger appearance into your lives. Um, and before you get to the Christmas movies post Thanksgiving, you may want to sit down and watch a different kind of movie. This is actually a part two. To an episode we did last year, sometime I'm pretty sure it was last year. Is it? Uh, I can look real quick. But this is part two to an episode we did uh, on Disney movies. As many of you know, we left out a bunch of movies because Disney and Pixar are thick as thieves. Mm. Yeah, stealing our money. <laughs> and it's absolutely right. And they they work together a lot. And so uh, we wanted to separate the Pixar, though, from the Disney, the classic Disney. Aaron, would you, would you agree that Disney's on a little bit of a slump? <laughs> Woo! To say the least. Amen. Uh, yeah, they're, they're indefinitely in a slump right now. They're getting a lot of, of hate, a lot of backlash. Um, oh, hey, this was done almost a year ago. Uh, the Disney one, rather. December 2022. Yeah. First weekend of December. So, yeah, they're getting a lot of hate right now. And uh, on, do you think it's warranted? Is it rightful that they're getting the hate they're getting? Absolutely. Give me your take. And I, I feel like you you got a hot take burning in there, and I want to coerce it out. It's just, it's subpar production, subpar scripts, subpar everything. Yeah. They are, it feels like they're trying way too hard to... They chose an agenda and went a certain direction with things thinking that that was going to work and it's backfired. It has backfired. That's not what we wanted. What's funny is it doesn't matter. It feels like even the the groups they're trying to appeal to are backfired. Yeah. They backfired on them too. 
just go back and create good content. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, it is it is what it is. Uh, there's a new movie from Disney coming out, and I don't know if they're partnered with Pixar or not on this, but it's called Wish, and it's supposed to be they they say it is a a, a return back to Disney of old, where it's a classic villain and it's a classic. Uh, struggle and stuff like that, but the trailer that has been put around there looks terrible. Like it, it looks half rendered. Um, there's it's it's a predictable script again. It's the same old, same old. And so um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about probably some of their their lesser Pixar movies, but hopefully in this podcast we will also stroll down memory lane to some of the good ones. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna start. We found a list on Rotten Tomatoes ranks every Pixar movie and it goes from worst to worst to first. And have you seen all of these or there's some you're missing too? There's some of these that I am missing. Okay. I'm missing some as well. So obviously we can, we can fill in the gaps, but uh, you ready to dive into it? Let's dive. I'm diving in. Before we can figure out the best thing, we have to talk about all the things. It's time for the thing about the things. Okay, 27. That's how many Pixar has done? That is how many Pixar films we have in front of us right now. Uh, We're going to start down at the bottom. Now, I will say, because there is 27, some of you may be wondering this thing's going to take three hours. Uh, We're probably going to, because there are some we haven't seen. If we are known for anything, it is our brevity. Our ability to condense things into I mean, a short amount of time. We would never talk about just lemons and limes for 90 minutes, ever. Let me tell you, I feel it in my soul. You guys are getting a treat today. We're letting you out before the clock hits noon. Okay. That's that's the Baptist preacher and him coming out, and we know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of these are franchises, and so we'll probably lump some together and just talk about the, the whole. Coming right out of the gate, talking about that, uh, number 27 and number 26, we can combine these together. Uh, I'm not sure where the, the first one ranks. It's number 23. Okay, so let's just talk about the Cars franchise. The Cars franchise. Cars 2 comes in at number 27 on Rotten Tomatoes. Cars 3 at number 26, and he said Cars 1 comes in at 23. Um, are you a fan of the Cars franchise? How many yes. of these have you seen? I have seen Cars 1, 2, and 3. Have you? Yes. I think I've only seen Cars 1. And obviously, I'm not missing much with Cars 2 and 3. Uh, I'm trying to remember Cars number 3. And since I can't, it's probably <laughs> forgettable. Cars 2, even IMDb ranks it as the uh, bottom of their Pixar list. Is it really? It, uh, Cars itself, I think, is is a travesty that it's number 23 on this list. Yeah. I would put cars much higher. Let me see where I'm trying to figure out where I ranked it. Let me get to it on my list on IMDb. We're going to go back and forth from rotten tomatoes to IMDb. Both of us are avid fans of saying, Hey, rank your movies and rate them on IMDb. Oh uh, yeah. Every, every movie that I watch, you, you help get me into this. Uh, movie or TV show, we'll hop on the IMDb app and give it a rating, a star rating. Uh, I've got Cars at a 7. I've got it at an 8. Okay. 
So an average of 7.5 between the two of us. And it's 7.2 average on IMDb. And Cars 1 has a 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. And that the ranking that we're looking at by Rotten Tomatoes, this is the critics or the audience score? That's a great question. That is the critic score. It is the critic score? Yes. Okay. The audience gave it an 80%. Okay. Um, and I think it's because sometimes we know that the critics and the audience absolutely. are yeah. wildly on different yeah. sides. Here, absolutely. they're pretty close together. Yeah. So you said what's showing up on this is critics? That's critics. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look at that. All, all of them are in the seven to eight range. They're all sitting there in the 70 to 80% range, whatever you look. Okay. I gave it a seven. You gave it an eight, 7.5, 7.2, eight. Um, this is for cars one. And I think from there, most sequels dip. They dip. Uh, there is an exception maybe to this rule in this Pixar list. But if you're unfamiliar, give us, you, you've seen all the cars. Give us a little synopsis of the universe. I, well, I was, I, I wanted to say Cars 2 went downhill big time. Like the critics gave it a 40%, the audience gave it a 49%. Oof. It, what'd you give it? I gave Cars to, I don't even have it ranked. Yeah. Ouch. I don't even have it ranked. Uh, and I'm trying to remember it. Yeah, it was the World Grand Prix race. It, it wasn't as good. It felt like they were trying too hard. Mm. They were trying too hard with this one. Yeah. And he gets, yeah, he gets caught up in an international spy plot. Oh, really? So they really jumped the shark then. I need to go back and watch Cars 2 and 3 again. But Cars 1 is definitely up here. Yeah. And the rest of the franchise is down here. And that's what a lot of these sequels, especially for kids' movies, tend to do. They tend to to jump the shark a little bit. They tend to go a little bit to the extreme because they know they're going to make their money. Like, you know, if the first one's successful, I mean, look back at all of the sequels of kids' movies even classic Disney ones, Bambi two, you yeah. know, Lion King two and a half, like Snow White two. Yeah. I mean, Cinderella two, none of them are going to be good uh, because they, they've already got their audience and they're just trying to, you know, it pops up to resell merchandise. That's really all it does. The cast for cars though, stays mostly intact. Doesn't it throughout most of the series um, you have in cars one, uh, Owen Wilson's the star. He's lightning McQueen, right? Uh, Ka-chow. Ka-chow. Uh Paul Newman, Bonnie Hunt, and Larry the Cable Guy, famously as Mater. Man, is there... Larry the Cable Guy, for being who he is, has a Midas touch. He does. Like, he pops up on something, and it just takes off. I was listening... Something of his popped up on TikTok the other day, and you may have seen this, where he talks about his voice that he adds yes. and talks with. You know, it's not his voice. It's not him. <laughs> it's not his voice. It's he's, a shtick. Yeah, he's from Kansas or something. Yeah, and, yeah. Midwest guy. It's so weird. Yeah, it's a shtick. It is weird hearing him not using it. Yeah, it throws you for a loop. He's just kind of a normal guy. It is. <laughs> You're like, you like that meme where it's like poking something. Like, do something. Do like. something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cars, cars two on a lot of the lists I've seen have been the has been the worst Pixar movie. Uh. Like you said, he gets a 40% here. Michael Caine is in it, though. I'm assuming he is some... If you said there's spy involvement, I bet he's some <laughs> mastermind or some, you know, the the 
the same character he is in a lot of these movies. Um, so yeah, we got cars one, two, and three down toward the bottom. Then number 25, we have Lightyear. This was the highly anticipated. I was so excited. I was very excited for this movie. Um, you Every did, 90s kid was excited oh, for man. this. This was, the premise for this was interesting because it was the movie. This was supposed to be the movie that inspired the toy, Buzz Lightyear, in the movie Toy Story. So this was supposed to be the movie that inspired that. And so it was very intriguing. The cast seemed good. Chris Evans, Taika Waititi, um, James Brolin was in it. Yep. Uh, Chris Evans pretty much, he nailed the voice and the character that Tim Allen created. And we were very well. We were wondering why Tim Allen didn't do it. I get why Tim Allen probably didn't do it now. Yeah. It was too big of a gamble for him. Yeah. Uh, And he kind of didn't want to tarnish, I'm assuming. Uh, I wanted to like the movie so much. So did I. What did you end up giving it, though? I gave it a 5 out of 10. Really? I gave it a 6. I just... My expectations weren't met. No. So, go ahead. I I feel like it... It's uh, it would be down toward the bottom of the Pixar franchise for me. Yeah, it just it didn't live up to what I wanted out of. The best part of the entire movie was that cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cat was the best part of the movie. Oh yeah. Other than that, it was pretty straightforward. Um, and by the way, spoilers. Um, oh. Are course, coming, of course, okay, on all these movies. So if you have not seen all the Pixar movies, uh, or you care that deeply about movies that have been out for at least a year, then uh, spoilers coming. But to find out that it was Buzz all along, right? That was the the big spoiler at the end. Is that Zerg? Yep, was Buzz was yep. was again? It felt like Disney trying a little too hard. Too hard. They didn't need to try that hard. Uh, so yeah, Buzz Lightyear at 25, would you move it up down or leave it? Since I haven't seen cars two and three, I, I think it's probably in a good spot. Good spot. That's yeah. kind of what I'm thinking. Um, um, definitely in the lower half. I, lower, I would put, I would fourth. put cars three ahead of it. I think really and drop it down one spot from where it's at there. Uh, it gets a 74% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know what the 83 Three percent audience, I believe. Okay, uh, and we both said we gave it fives and sixes. It got a six point one on IMDb. Yeah, so not a lot of people really like. I think a lot of people were just disappointed. In yeah, it. I think they wanted more. The trailers and the build up, like yes. a year in advance, yeah. just had everybody hyped. Yeah, they overpromised and underdelivered. Yeah. Number twenty four on this list is a new movie. Just came Just out. Just now, yeah. I have new. not had a chance to see it yet. Uh, uh, same here. I've heard mixed reviews on it. Um, again, this is another one that was kind of hot. This was, to me, it kept getting hyped as this is Pixar's return post-pandemic. We're getting back into some creative storytelling. Uh, but apparently it just fell flat. The audience gives it a 93%. Really? That's... Okay incredibly high. It's very high. By the way, we're talking about the movie Elemental. Um, and I guess we should give a synopsis. Uh, yeah. 
This is an all new original feature. Let me pull up the more here. Um, is this a sequel no. to Inside Out? Is that the one I'm thinking of? No, but I think they're trying to kind of go in that same vein. They're talking, it's about your emotions, right? No. No. Oh, no, okay. This is about the elements. So like fire and water and wind and all this kind of stuff, gas. And so all these different elements apparently coexist in this, in this community. Um, and so I'm trying to find... It led me to a page, and then... There's no... Okay. It was way down at the bottom. Disney and Pixar's Elemental, an all-new original film set in Element City where fire, water, land, and air residents live together. The story introduces Ember, a tough, quick-witted, and fiery young woman whose friendship with a fun, sappy, go-with-the-flow guy named Wade, which is water, uh, challenges her beliefs about the world they live in. Um... So again, I have not seen this. The trailers looked pretty good. They looked very interesting. Um, the I- vast majority, the, the 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 biggest group of users in the United States on IMDb have this ranked at a seven. Okay. So again, uh, were all these bottom ones? I mean, none none of these apparently, except for Cars Two, have been like just bad. <laughs> They're all kind of middle of the pack. And uh, this has a very kind of unknown cast, which you might find with some of these Pixar movies yeah. because it's voice acting. Yeah. Uh, but Leah Lewis, uh, I'm not going to pro- try to pronounce that other. Ma- Mamun- Mamundo Athi. Ronnie, I don't know him. Ronnie Del Carmen. I don't know any of these people. Um, so neither one of us has seen it, so we can't comment too much. Uh, cars we already mentioned was at number twenty three. Number twenty two coming in at seventy five percent is the Good Dinosaur. It's one I have not seen. I have seen this one. This is a tearjerker. This is an absolute tearjerker. There's some funny moment, moment moments in it, but it is definitely one that it is. It's it's an emotional one. Um, there's definitely some some sappy sappy things happening in that movie. It, it's one that the audience doesn't seem to like as much as the critics. Audience gives it a 64%. Yeah, I gave it a 7. Um, this is a world where dinosaurs and humans live side by side. An Apatosaurus named Arlo makes an unlikely human friend. So these there's a, there's a little boy and a little dinosaur that kind of get to know each other. There's some danger. There's some adventure. There is just this deep connection this is a very, um, and I, that's probably why it doesn't get a lot of of big time reviews and a lot of people loving it. It's because there's just not some of the things that you would come to know from a Pixar movie. Just enjoying the experience, you don't quite. This is what I would say is a great example. If my memory serves me right, it's been a while since I've I've seen this, but it reminds me a little bit of a little less funny version of Homeward Bound. Oh, so it's just kind of really pulling at your heartstrings the whole movie. Okay. that That's the best comparison I can make to it. Um, all right. See, we're flying through these. 21, 2012's Brave. Have you seen this one? Yes. Not I, long after it came out. I, I don't remember. I have not seen this one. That's how much of an impression it made on me. I don't even remember this movie. Uh, get the 79% critic score. 75 audience. And IMDb gives us a 7.1. This is is a Disney princess movie, and I'm trying to... 
I guess the, she wasn't the last Disney princess. There have been some others since her. Um, but this is definite. This, this feels like a classic Disney movie because you have a, um, a heroine who is rising up when people didn't think she could do what she could do. Right. Is it just reading about it and trying to think back to it? Does it not seem like this is sort of a retelling in a different era of Mulan? A little bit, yeah. And I think that's what Disney is getting getting pinged for a lot, is that if they're not trying to be super, how can we say this without getting super canceled? <laughs> if they're not trying to be everything to everybody and be super different, then they're trying, they're just rehashing the exact same story over and over again. And they're not taking a lot of, of big chances. You can be original and classic at the same time. It can be done. And it doesn't seem like they're just trying to take any of those shots. Um, and that's what I think Brave is. is there. There's a lot of people that do love Brave. Um, they are trying to... It feels like they're trying to tell the same story in different cultures. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, Mulan, Asian. This is Irish or Scottish. Um, you have Moana. That is like <laughs> you know, that's sitting over there in the the tropics. Yes, uh, Samoan. So it's just like they're 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 reaching the same story in different cultures. Yes. Uh, Twenty one on this list is Monsters University, and I guess we can Number talk twenty. 20, yes. Monsters U. Uh, we can talk about Monsters, Inc. as well, I guess, if we want to here. Monsters, Inc. is much higher on this <laughs> list, though. Yeah. Uh, Monsters, Inc. comes in at 11. So why don't we... You want to you want to talk about them both now, or you want to wait and talk about them both at 11? Yeah, let's let's talk about... Does they, they deserve... Yeah. Uh, number 19 on this list, 88% critic score is Onward. Uh, this was pretty good. I actually didn't mind this one. I feel like I remember watching this one. This had a great cast. Uh, comes in at 19 on this list, 88% uh, Rotten Tomatoes score for the critics. Tom Holland and Chris Pratt, that's right. Tom Holland, Chris Platt, Pratt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia Spencer. Uh, great cast. This is... Uh, a couple of teenage boys. This felt original. This this is what I was talking about when it comes to you can do classic while doing something original. Uh, teenage brothers, their father has passed away, and they come in contact. This is like you know a very fantasy forward world because there's like trolls and there's like monsters and there's like all this kind of stuff. And they come in contact with some kind of a spell or a wish or something, and it brings their father back to life, but only, but only halfway. <laughs> and so something happens in the middle of it, and so you only get the bottom half. You get his legs. And so they're, the whole thing is they're on a quest to try to get the rest of him back so they can have a conversation and have one more moment with their father. This was one that came out during the pandemic, if I remember right. Yes, it did. 2020. This one, did it get released in theaters or did it happen? That's what I was trying to look and find. That's a good question. I, 
I don't I don't know. Let me see when it came out. That will tell us a lot. Onward was released in theaters March 6th. However, the true scope of the coronavirus pandemic became yeah. clear almost immediately after the decision was made to release Onward digitally just two weeks later. Yeah, so it hit right before COVID did. And so, because I, I remember what we watched this here. And I, I don't know if we, because that, that, remember that was at the time that Disney was charging you money on top of Disney+. Plus. If so you, you wanted to access some of them early, it was like $30. $30. Can you believe it? Just looking back, that makes no sense. But people did it because we were longing for new content. Uh, I can't remember if we paid for this or we just waited for it to come out in normal Disney+. Plus. But I think I waited. I think we did, too. I, I can't picture us. I think the only thing we ended up paying for was Black Widow. Same. Because and Actually, I, we went to theater and watched that one. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I, I watched that one in theater. Did you? I don't think we did. Maybe we did. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, 2020 feels like 14 years ago. <laughs> it feels like so long ago. Uh, so onward, I, I liked it. I thought I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was solid. Higher than 19? Um, Considering there's some on here I have not seen, uh, I think 19 is probably... I might put it higher than 19. Yeah, it might be closer to 15 for me. Again, there's some above this that I haven't seen either. So I, I think I would probably put it 15. Number 18, have you seen this one? I have. Okay, tell us about it because I have not. Okay, Luca. This one came out 2021. This one felt much less like a flop to me. I enjoyed Luca. The critics gave it a 91. That's pretty high. The audience gave it a 85. Wow. And let's see. IMDB gave it. I thought I had it pulled up. I was still on <laughs> onward. A 7.4. Okay. I gave it a 6 out of 10. And I think if I were to go back and watch it again, I would probably bump that up. What's the premise? So the premise, let me see if I can pull up the... Uh, synopsis the synopsis this is another one that doesn't have really anybody i recognize i see maya rudolph i recognize i know her uh but the rest of the, the cast i don't recognize so it is set in the region of italy okay a name like luca <laughs> i believe let's see this guy is yeah he's a sea monster <laughs> luca is luca is I'm intrigued. And everybody's terrified of these monsters, if I remember right. Somehow he's able to become a person on the land. This is sounding like Little Mermaid. And I don't quite <laughs> remember how that happens. But he makes a friend. Nobody knows that he's one of these sea people. Mm. The friend of his that he makes the dad is like this hunter of them in the water or something mm, like that. Gotcha. Then, it, you know, it turns out people find out who Luca is and, you know, it's a typical Disney story, you know, sort of like Hallmark. You can kind of figure out how the plot is going to go, but it was fun and it was funny. Yeah. We really enjoyed Luca. Um, lots of, lots of funny moments. And then everybody becomes happy in the end. 
it was good. It wasn't great. It is rewatchable. Yeah. So you think 18 is a good spot for it? Would you go higher or lower? I, w- I would move it up. You would move it up? I would move it up a few spots. Okay. Based on what I'm looking at here. Okay. I think it's probably in the 15 range. I think it could be a okay. top 15 movie. Okay. Feels a little bit low right there. A little bit low. Well, is it better than number 17? It's not. Which is A Bug's Life. I feel like this is a complete disrespect of this movie. I agree. Putting it 17. I cannot believe it is this low. This feels like quintessential classic Disney Pixar. This was this was early on in the Pixar... Very. 1998. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought it was pre-2000. Yeah. The critics give it a 92. The audience only gave it a 72. My goodness. And I don't understand why. We just rewatched this one recently. This is one I have watched many, many times yeah. over the years. Oh, yeah. The rewatchability for this movie is fantastic. This is one where, you know, we did an episode. I don't remember when we did it, but we had where we were talking about how two movies kind of come out at the same time and, and follow each other. Volcano and Dante's Peak is what yes. we were talking about. This happened, A Bug's Life and Ants. Yes. They came out at the same time, and this is the name brand one. Ants was the knockoff. Yeah. This was the real, yeah. the, the better movie uh, by far. Uh, has a great cast, too. David, Dave Foley, Kevin Spacey, Julia Louis-Dreyfus again, Hayden Panettiere, who must have been just a kid. Oh, wow. That's Dot. I did not know that. I, I didn't know it was Dot. but Yeah, like, that's that little kid. Uh, I mean... This is she's probably coming off the heels. This was this this may have been before Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans may have been two thousand one or so. I don't remember when when Remember the Titans came out, but this was right around that that time when she would have been a little kid. Because Heroes came out, she was born in eighty nine, so we're the same age. Oh, really? So she would have been, you know. 10 years old. Yeah. Nine years old. Yeah. So this was right around, remember the Titans time then. Um, yeah. So, I mean, this was, this was a good movie. This was all about, uh, fl- is it flick? Yeah. Flick. Uh, that's the end, right? Yeah. And you know, the, the big scenes with the grasshoppers and they just, they did such a good job of bringing you down into this oh, yeah. world underneath our feet. N- this very, very tiny world. Yes. Very small. the The cast was great because you know it was made up of misfits. It was a, was it a, a circus? Oh yes, circus act. What the uh, flea? The, the flea. flea was the ringmaster. Yeah. yeah. The which one was the? the I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen this. I'm gonna have to rewatch all these again now that, that we have a kid. Uh, you had a dung beetle. Yeah, the dung beetle. The uh, <laughs> the ladybug. The caterpillar that couldn't turn into a butterfly. Yeah. It was like the Isle of Misfit Toys for insects. Exactly. Uh, so they all had a kind of roles to play, and it was just it was a great it was a great film. Yeah, this is this is grossly underrated. I would say it's top ten Pixar. I, I agree with that, and it could be in my top five. But I I know I'm safe saying this is top ten. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. This one felt like something different. I mean, you haven't seen. Disney hasn't gone back and retold this story. This isn't just no. a retelling of something else. And they haven't done a sequel to this either. No, have they? I mean, I don't. Not to my knowledge. It's. it's I mean, it's not in our list yeah, if they have. It's really interesting that they haven't gone back to this because it, I mean, nineteen ninety eight time. This was huge. I gave it an eight 
and I think if I rewatched it, I might I might bump it up a little bit more. Um, it grossed one hundred and sixty two point eight million dollars. That is that is a pretty penny. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so that's seventeen. Uh, number sixteen, The Incredibles two. I'd go higher with it, a little bit. I'm trying to remember the sequel. I, I remember the original. We rewatched the original last week. Did you? Who's the villain in the sequel? The villain in the sequel. That's a good question. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Uh, it gets a 93% of critic score, 84% on the audience score. And we're trying to pull this up. This is after, so this is post-retirement again, right? So the the, the heroes have been uh, told to go back into hiding. Oh, I'm going to get made fun of for my lack of knowledge on this topic, I'm sure. My, Lauren always makes fun of me for my lack of remembering Disney movies. She, she always gets mad at me because I obviously forget stuff. Tell them, uh, here's the movie info. Here's the synopsis. Telecommunications guru Winston Dever enlists Elast- That's right. Elastigirl works. They have gone back in hiding, and Elastigirl has to. She gets the opportunity to be the star because nobody wants Mr. Incredible, and he has yes. to be the stay-at-home dad. Yes. That's okay. what it was. It's coming back to me. Uh, to fight crime and make uh, the public fall in love with superheroes once again. So she's trying to become the face of superheroes. That leaves Mr. Incredible with one of his greatest challenges ever, staying home and taking care of three rambunctious children. As Violet, Dash, and Jack-Jack offer him a new set of headaches, a cyber criminal named Screen Slaver launches a dastardly plan hypnotizing the world through computer screens i yeah as you're talking about this i am beginning to remember yeah, because it because this this came out fairly recently 18 yeah this was uh, the hype behind it was big because the original one was like 2004 yeah i mean it was a long time so there was a big gap between movies and so when this was coming back out it was getting a lot of people really excited Obviously a great cast. Craig T. Nelson, Holly Hunter play Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. Um, this is always... The Incredibles in general is... is We'll get to the... You want to go ahead and talk about the original? Yeah, might as well. Uh, they have it on up here at, at number nine. So it's a top ten. And I would say it should be higher than that. I, th- I absolutely think so as well. Um, the Incredibles was probably... I'm, I think it, top five. It's top five. Yeah. Uh of course, if you if you've been living under a rock and don't remember the premise, oh, I for, totally forgot this is what we were doing. Give me the Incredibles. <laughs> That's a great pick. I totally forgot that we were bragging. We're just sitting here having. We're, we're, just, we're just chatting about movies. Uh, where do you want it? I want it number three. It's probably a. Man, that's. I a, want it number two. I was about to say that's just outside the top five. I want it number two. Okay. I'm thinking of my own list. Yeah. Where I might put it in my own list. I always forget to do that. I always forget to kind of make my own ranking ahead of time so I kind of can go off of that and I always get stuck with stuff I don't want. Uh, the Incredibles. Talk about The Incredibles real quick. Okay. You, 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 you called it. You should, you should talk about it. So, the... Like, everybody knows the premise of The Incredibles. Uh, yeah, I mean... Right? It, it we don't need like, to tell people the yeah. premise of The Incredibles. You know, superheroes, they've, they've been banned... Um, He's an insurance salesman. 
which is it was funny because <laughs> it's a hilarious premise. Erica works in insurance, <laughs> so she related very much. You know, it's it's funny as you get older, going back and watching some of these shows that you watched as a kid or a teenager, things that you might not have caught or didn't connect with at that age. Now, as an adult, a parent, whatever, you find humor in some of these other. So for her, it was. Mr. Incredible now as an insurance agent, man, she knew he hated his job as an insurance agent, just having to deal with some of this stupid stuff. And she's like, I know exactly how he feels dealing with some yeah. of that stuff. You know, it was just funny. <laughs> uh, of course, you know, you have, uh, they get kind of, they don't get called back into action. Nobody no. asks them, but they see danger. They get pulled back into action because this kid that wanted to be a superhero yes. and, wasn't Mr. Incredible told him go home, buddy. His name. Oh gosh. Syndrome syndrome. That's right. Yeah. And now he becomes the villain. And so he deceives Mr. Incredible makes him think that all this, that the government needs him and all this kind of stuff. And so they bring him back in. Yeah. And he ends up in danger because of it, because syndrome wants to get revenge. Now that syndrome's grown syndrome wants to show that, uh, Everybody can be yeah, incredible. Everyone can. And then who can forget Samuel L. Jackson as Frozone? Oh, fantastic. Does a great job. Uh, One of the funniest scenes is when Frozone wants to go out and kind of help <laughs> Mr. Incredible. They're moonlighting as superheroes yeah. at night, you know. They're going out, and he says... At one point, he's got to go out for the greater good. And his wife is in the background, and she's like, the greater good? I am your greater good. <laughs> you know, it's just it, it's funny. A, it's a great, because it's funny for kids, but it's really good for adults, too. That, that's, to me, especially now that now that we're parents, we're appreciating that level a lot more. Yeah. Because we're going to get drugged to some kids stuff that we don't yeah. see. And so seeing the adult humor in this Calm down. The the, <laughs> the grown up humor that is in this stuff, you know, uh, I really appreciates it. Uh, there is uh, there is that one scene where uh, Frozone is like, "Hey, I need to, I need my where's my super suit at?" and stuff like that. And outside the window, you see laser beams and a helicopter smashes into a building. And a lot of people say if you put that side by side with the scene from the Avengers movie. Oh, it's the same scene oh. that happens because there's lasers and a helicopter smashing into a building. They say that's the same angle from the building there in the Avengers. Little Easter egg for everybody there. Uh, what did you give it? I gave this an eight. I, oh, I'm on a bug's life again. <laughs> always one behind. I'm yep, always one behind. I gave it an eight. IMDb also gives it an eight. And after rewatching it last week, I might bump that to an 8.5. Yeah, I, I agree. Just in animated movies. It's funny because as we have gone through, the movies aren't getting better. So it makes these older ones feel so yes. much better than they really... It makes you yes. really appreciate them. Exactly. Going back in time. Okay, so we had The Incredibles 2 at 16. Uh, at 15, we have Turning Red. This had a lot of controversy behind it when Big it first released. Big time. Uh, 
And I'm trying to remember what all the controversy was about. This was basically about a girl's coming of age. Am I correct yes. in that? Yes. I have not. Did you see this? Yes. We, okay. wa- we Just because of all the controversy that surrounded it, I wanted to watch it for myself to see, okay, what's going on here? Okay. T- talk, tell me about it because I, I have no idea. That's, that's all I know about this movie. So she's, I don't know, 12, 13, 14. Uh, it says 13 years old. Um. It is an Asian, yes, Maylee, okay. turning red, this red panda. She has this inner person that comes out. You know, her family, they have, there's these red pandas that, I forget what they are, but they're protectors of something or something like that. So it deals a lot with anger, okay, emotions, and then a lot of the big controversy surrounded the fact that, yes, at that time, many girls end up going through some hormonal changes. Right, yeah. And a lot of parents were uncomfortable with that sort of being a focus and a premise in the show and just didn't feel like that was necessary to really talk about uh, in, the, in the way that they chose to do it. At the same time, this girl is incredibly rebellious towards her parents, and it doesn't matter what her parents are saying. She's going to go do her own thing, and she kind of puts her parents into their place. So a lot of people just didn't like the fact that it sort of encourages, hey, kids, you know, you do you and don't worry what your parents are saying, and Mm -hmm. you can prove them wrong. Gotcha. And they're like, okay, I don't know if... 8, 9, 10, 12, 13-year-olds need to be having this promoted to them. <laughs> we already deal with them yeah, trying to be stubborn and have already, their own way enough. It's already in their in their nature to you do know, that. So that's where the controversy came from. Watching it, the, some of the things may have been overblown. Some of them, you know, I can definitely see where people, you know, might have had some issues with it, and it wouldn't be their favorite. To me, I think it's it's probably ranked a little bit high, and probably some people, you know, that, that that is their sort of worldview of things. So I think that's maybe why it's kind of higher. Gotcha. Uh, according to the critics, I would, I would, I would lower it. it it's gets, probably not one that I would show to my youngest children. I would want them to be older, I think to watch it. And then we would have some conversations, you know, and talk about why, maybe that's not a good idea to do what may Lee chose to do or things like that. Does it resolve at the end? Is it like big, happy family come together? You were right all along kind of situation or no, it's the, it's the parents and the grandparents saying, okay, yeah, she was right all oh, along okay. and we were all wrong. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, I get that. It's, then. I mean, you know, to, to each their own, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it gets a straight seven on IMDb, just an even seven. Uh, 95% though, critics on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's why they have it at number 15. Um, number 14 is Finding Dory. This was the sequel to the hugely popular Finding Nemo uh, movie. Uh, I Critics gave this a 94%. I gave it a six. Yeah, this, this one... It may be in the right spot here at 14 um, for yeah. me. It, it's definitely outside of the top 10. I don't find it that funny. It felt like a cash grab. Yeah. Dory You're, was obviously one of the favorites from the first film. Yeah. And so 
This this is like the it was the easy decision. It's like the Joey spinoff of Friends. Yeah. You know, this was this was the opportunity to take advantage of a beloved character. Um, so you had Ellen DeGeneres, Albert Albert Brooks, Ed O'Neill. Dory is trying to find her family, right? Like, she, but she, you know, just like in the previous movie, she can't remember the past ten seconds. Yeah. So you know, there's a lot of humor and stuff that ensue, ensues, but I think it's just trying a little too hard to get there. Uh, number thirteen, Raleigh. This is my best Wally impression I got. You know, this this is one that a lot of people didn't like. It seems like yeah, it got a lot of it got a lot of hate. I I didn't necessarily hate it. No, I sort of enjoyed it. I think I don't know that I've watched it though since it came out. Neither have I. I wouldn't. It, oh, 2008. So that's what 15 yeah, years ago. Long time ago. I need to go back and rewatch it. I couldn't tell you much of what the. <laughs> The premise was about except a robot. Well, they did that sequel with Tom Hanks. Like, no, that that was an Apple TV. That was it. Yeah, uh, it was my essentially bad. the same, same thing. Yeah. It was the uh, it was the real life, the version. live action yeah. version of Wall-E. <laughs> Which you know, what was that movie called? Uh, Flint. No, it was something strange. Just simple like that. I can't remember what it was. It was actually a good movie. I, I enjoyed was that it? movie. Yeah, it was. I started good. to watch the first thirty minutes and then never did finish it. it I need to go it, back. It was nothing spectacular. It wasn't anything groundbreaking or anything like that. But it was. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Wally two thousand eight uh, gets an eight point four on IMDb and it gets the ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes critic score. I gave this a seven. This is it's in the distant future. All of humans have a, they've left planet Earth. This is a tale as old as time anymore. The last probably 20 years, 30 years. Finch. Uh, Finch. Uh, the last 20, 25 years, you, you see a lot of these movies that where, you know, the earth is unhabitable, climate change has taken over, it's a call to action, it's a warning, and humanity has just ditched the planet, and so they're living up in space, and in, in the movie they show all of humanity as fat and happy. <laughs> yes. Like just real fat and lazy yes. and just floating around everywhere. And uh, I don't know if I can't remember if the plan is to come back at some point to leave these robots to clean up the planet, let it reheal, and then come back, or if they're just gone for good. I don't remember, but I do remember Wally is like the last or one of the last things left right. on Earth, and his job is to. I think his job was while humans were still here, he was supposed to be helping clean. I think so. And he just got kind of left behind because they didn't need him anymore. So he's just kind of roaming and he's just kind of doing his thing. And I know that much of the movie, but I, it doesn't leave like a lasting imprint where nope. I remember the rest of the plot. <laughs> Parts of it remind me of that movie Idiocracy. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Sort of... Um, a parody, or I, I don't know what you would call idiocracy. Yeah. Um, sort of like a, a mockumentary almost kind uh, of, yeah. on some of the climate and things that people are doing to the earth. Yeah. Uh, part of, not, not that it, the overall movie is that, but it has moments that remind me of that. Yeah. Uh, this is the synopsis. Wall E, short for Waste Allocation Load Lifter Earth Class, is a, is the last robot left on Earth. He spends his days tidying up the planet one piece of garbage at a time. But during 700 years, Wall E has developed a personality, and he's more than just a little lonely. He spots Eve, uh, a sleek, shapely probe sent back to... <laughs> That just the description oh, sounds creepy. Uh, a sleek and shapely probe sent back to Earth on a scanning mission. Smitten Wally embarks on his greatest adventure yet when he follows Eve across the galaxy. So 
It's a robot love story. How about that? 13, high or low, or leave it where it is? I think it's fine. Yep. I think it's fine where it is. Uh, let's see. What do we got at 12? Soul. Soul. This was another uh, was middle this of the pandemic movie. Straight to streaming? I am pretty sure it is. That's what I was thinking. Did you watch Soul? I did watch Soul. So did we. Yeah. I liked Soul. As did I. I thought it was really, really creative and very well done. Uh I remember watching it, not sure, because the trailers for it made it seem very different than it really was. Yeah. They made it seem kind of mysterious and really artsy and weird because there just wasn't a lot to the trailer. It was just very piano-y and just kind of art. But then watching the movie, I was very pleasantly surprised. I gave it an 8 on IMDb, and that's what most other people gave it because it it sits there at an 8. 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Sits at number 12. And again, this is one that I remember there was some controversy uh, in evangelical Christianity around this one because it it goes into the afterlife and things like that. So if you're an evangelical Christian, it does not match up with what (laughs) we would say the afterlife is like and some of that stuff. If you can separate from that and just watch it as a movie and try to enjoy it, it's fun. Uh, but I was also tell you, we also don't necessarily believe that toys come back to life either. So no. you know, <laughs> do it that way. No. You will. <laughs> so can you, it can be used as a as an opportunity though with your family to talk about the afterlife. Yeah. You know, and then discuss other things. And again, yes, remember these are these are, just, are just movies. Fun movies. But yeah, this so. is this is about Joe. He's a middle school band teacher who's his life has not quite gone according to plan. He's, he never kind of got the show, got the gig, no. never got famous. Um, his true passion is jazz, and he's good, but when he travels to another realm to help someone find their passion, he true. He soon discovers what it means to have a soul. Did he get run over or step in a hole? Something like Something, that. Something, he dies. Yeah, he dies in the movie pretty early on. Yeah, early on in the movie. And so the whole thing is him trying to get back. Yes. Uh, they, they tell him he has an opportunity to come back. But he comes back. Does he come back as, as somebody different, if I remember right? Yes, and because th- that was sort of the... He comes back as... as reincarnation is yeah. sort of the, the theme of the movie. Yeah. And uh, so it is very artsy, though. There are definitely some moments where it kind of almost trippy in some different ways when he's trying to travel yeah. through different parts and experience different things. So it's just, it is, it's just, it's, it's well done. It's again, this, this showed, Hey, these kind of movies can still be creative. They can still, right. they can still reach in and do some different things without trying to having to try so hard. Exactly. And make it obvious that you're trying so hard, mm-hmm. create good content. People will appreciate your good content. Right. Rant over. Okay. We're just going to keep going back to that well of ranting, I guess. Uh, what's next? Monsters, Inc. at number 11. I think this is low. This is low. This feels low. I Monsters, think- Inc. was one of their big hits. Yeah. 2001. Uh, John Goodman, Billy Crystal, Steve Buscemi. Uh, very, I mean, iconic. Completely iconic. Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Boo. Uh, this was really good. It kind of created a universe for them. Yeah. Because we, 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 we monsters university skipped it earlier, way down below. Uh, were there other spinoffs 
of this? I don't know that there there may have been some like Disney Plus stuff. That's or what some I'm shorts. Yeah, uh, a lot of stuff like that. Um, but this was great. The synopsis, if you're unfamiliar, is the two best friend monsters. The, the universe that they are currently in. It's another dimension to our own. Yep. And there is a business in screams. Yep. And so that monster in your closet, uh, they need your scream to power their universe. Yeah. Again, incredibly creative. I mean, who comes up with this stuff? This, this was good. This was funny. This, this was hilarious. creative. This was, yeah, this is what we wanted. So ends up being there's there's corruption involved and there's some some sabotage and stuff like that. The spoiler at the end of the movie is that they realize they can... They don't have to scare. They can also laugh. And yeah. laughter actually powers more than scaring. I want to say Pixar beginning to 2010 way better pre than 2010 to now. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Pre-2010 was the... I don't think we're going to find a post-2010 movie in the top five. I, I don't think so. I just don't think we're going to see it. They were at their most creative. They were able to do a lot. And Monsters, Inc., I remember when this movie came out. You talk about, we haven't really talked about their animation styles yet. Of no, Pixar. no. Groundbreaking every time. Again, up until about 2010 where everything else started to catch up. This was brand new. I mean, seeing that fur on Sully, every it looked like every single strand of hair on him would move when he would move. Unheard of. Yeah. Like, you would look at other things, and there's no way you could render that no. using the animation of that. Pixar was just light years ahead of the game. And, I mean, any surprise that Steve Jobs had a lot to do with Pixar, you know, at the beginning? So, like, nope. it, it is a fair comparison to say they were the apple of animation, especially in those early years, as they're making massive leaps forward every time they came out with something. Um, so you had Billy Crystal playing the smaller. He was not as, as scary. You know, Mike Wazowski, one-eyed, big old uh, green ball who had a girlfriend, you know. Oh, yeah. The, the snakes on her head. That's right. Like that. You had, uh, I don't remember all the characters' names, but you had the snaky-looking guy who would slither around, you know. I think that was Steve Buscemi's character, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, yeah, and they would, the, the whole thing was like they would put a door in a container, and that just sent them into a realm. And so there, it's you know it's it's blending this fantasy world in with you know a kind of a corporate warehouse type of job, <laughs> you know where it's a sales record and you're trying to do this and that and so it's just very well done. This world was created very well. I think this is a top five. Okay, number ten, Ratatouille. Dang, I keep forgetting that we're doing that. <laughs> Give me Ratatouille at number three. Wow. I love Ratatouille. This was in 2007. And I don't know if I like this because as a, as a kid, I've always enjoyed cooking and food. Just that industry. Yeah. I grew up young watching Julia Child and... Justin, I can't even think of his last name, but the old Cajun chef. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's what I just knew him as, the Cajun chef. Yeah. Um, Emerald Lagasse. Yeah. The early days of... Bobby Flay. Bobby Flay, Iron Chef, all that kind of stuff. So this was a, a, a movie about this rat... Yeah. ...who wanted to be a chef. 
a French chef. Yeah. And they're not going to let a, a rat in the kitchen. Of course not. Who would do that? So he ends up with this kid, Remy, under his hat. He would control him and, and tell him how to cook. Yeah. This was an amazing movie. And I love to go back. I rewatch this at least every couple of years. This is fantastic. I would I want to I want to believe the person who wrote this movie had the idea while enjoying a plate of ratatouille. Yeah, I I would hope so. You want to think they were sitting around a table and they're sitting there ratatouille. That that that's a it's a funny you know, I wonder if a rat came up and they just just bounced off of each other. That's how I'd like I to mean, believe this came to be. Rats are not known for having a good palate. <laughs> No, they, they they are either disgusting. They uh, the only thing you know, yeah, pizza rat. That's you know culinary. Yes. yes. Or they can they can train turtles. That those are the three things rats can do. Yeah, that's about it. So this rat has a very high end, sophisticated sense of taste and smell, and he convinces the harshest of the food critics. Yeah. And what he controls him with th- pulling his hair, right? Yeah, uh, his hair. You know, he's pulling on it to. Oh no, stir this and do that. Yeah. You know, again, when he tastes so food, creative. you know, instead of instead of Remy the chef tasting it, you know, he puts it up under his hat and lets the rat taste it. <laughs> Ratatouille is great, and it is sitting at ten on this list uh, at ninety six percent. And uh, what do you give it? I gave it an eight out of ten. Okay. Uh, IMDb. What does IMDb has it at a eight point one? Okay, so I'm right there with them. I think I gave it an 8. I would probably move it up to an 8.5 Yeah, over the years. Um, I'm going to retroactively, because I kept forgetting where you were doing the bracket. I want to take the Monsters, Inc. Okay. I'm take where, Monsters, where, Inc. Where do they go? Um, right now, I'm going to place it at 3. Yeah, that may change, but right now it's going to go at 3. Okay, uh, coming in number nine, we already talked about The Incredibles, so we can go to number eight, Coco. 2017 gets a 97% on Rockin', Rock, Rockin Tomatoes. Rockin' Tomatoes! Uh, I have not seen this one. Okay. Have you? Yes. Okay, tell me about it. I mean, you've seen more of these than I have. Mexican culture, yeah. Day of the Dead. Um, this has to do with the afterlife also, right? Yes, Okay. very much so. He wants to be a musician, Okay. And he has, you know, I don't know, it's it's their version of Elvis, like the, the, the star, <laughs> gotcha. you know, that everybody has idolized. Gotcha. And he wants to be like him. And it turns out that his family is very anti-music. They don't want any music played. He gets in trouble for this kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm going off my memory, so I may get some of the details wrong. But he finally figures out who his... Uh, idol is or his idol dies, something like mm-hmm. that. It turns out that it was his grandfather, I believe. Wow. You know, it's that hidden secret. That, that music is, that's why it's inside of yeah. him. And, and something to do with the day of the dead, they're able to bring him back to life. Um, I don't have it pulled. I'm trying to get it pulled up here. Young Miguel dreams of becoming an accomplished musician like his idol, Ernesto de la Cruz. Desperate to prove his talent, Miguel finds himself in the stunning and colorful land of the dead after meeting a charming trickster named Hector. The two friends embark on a journey to unlock the real story behind Miguel's family history. Yes. So the 
dead come back to life one night of the year, something like mm-hmm. that, that has to do with the Day of the Dead. Right. He's trying to get back into his body or something and is going to help him, but instead steals whatever he's doing. It's a funny movie. Lots of color, lots of music. It's a it's a fun movie. I think that's why I ended up not watching it because it's too musical. It feels like a, it feel, felt like a musical. It was going to be a musical, but I've I've heard a lot of good things about. I would it. I, I would say love it. I would say go back and watch it. Yeah, it's got some music in it, but I always tend to not that I confuse the two, but you know it reminds me a lot of Encanto. You know that came out oh yeah just a couple of years ago. That's so right. They, they weren't necessarily close together. But Encanto is also Disney, but it's not Pixar. So that was just Disney. Um, it was huge on social media. So I think that's why my mind goes there. IMDb gets an 8.4. I give it a 7 out of 10. Okay. It's a good movie. It's worth watching. I'll have to watch it then. Number seven, uh, we have Toy Story 4. Um, do you want to save all the Toy Story for one one conversation? Yeah, okay. it, it should be. Okay. Um. Number six, we have Up. I'm going to take Up. Uh, this is going to go... I'm going to put it at four for now. Um, up, now, I mean, this is another one of those. This is 2009. This is pre-2010. Yep. And this is one of those that is highly uh, memorable. The opening sequence in the movie Up is just... They're just trying to make you cry at that point. Is it when the couple is younger? It's it's going through their whole life. It's okay. Me. It's all a musical yeah. montage. There's not any talking. That's right. There's no. There's no script. At that point, it's just animation with music behind it. Uh, there may, at the very beginning, there may be some conversation when they're very little, but it's the whole you know him and her meet as kids and they want to go on an adventure and she's the adventurous type and he's more of a reluctant. Uh, just kind of a, a, a homebody. They grow up together. They're high school sweethearts. They get married. And then uh, as they age together, she passes away before he does. And so now that, that last scene, man, he's sitting by himself in that home. Uh, and it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's just heartbreaking to see. And you just, I remember when this movie came out, like you weren't prepared for that. <laughs> you you kind of went into yeah. this Disney movie expecting, you know, I mean, Disney, Disney is known for having some emotional things and having real life, especially death is, is a pretty big part of Disney movies. Yes, it is. And so, but you don't expect for it to happen at the very beginning like yeah. that. And it, it just kind of washes over you. And, uh, but the rest of the movie is very lighthearted. I mean, it is very funny. Uh, the kid is hilarious in, in the movie. Uh, what's the kid's name? I can't remember. The old guy, Ed Asner plays the, the old man, Carl. Um, and then you have the boy, he's like a boy scout and he's, he just wants to, to talk to the old man and the old man's like, you know, some big corporate Russell Russell. That's it. Um, some land developers trying to take his house yeah. and he's like, you know, screw this. I'm out of here. And he puts balloons on his house and just floats away. He just, he, did he, you dress as the old man one year? No, that's just how I dress. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought, I thought you guys had done up for some reason. We have not. Uh, so yeah, the, the whole idea is, is 
him and his wife were supposed to go on this grand adventure. Yes. They were supposed to go to the specific mountain or the specific area and never could make it work. She died before, you know, they always kept putting it off, that kind of story. And so that's what the balloons are for is he was going to take the house there and just, it sounds really harsh, but he was going to go and just die there. You know, I'm just going to go to this place in memory of her and I'll live out my days there. Yep. And then they run into shenanigans and and chaos along the way and and adventure. And uh, Russell helps Carl relive some of his youth and gets him back back to life. Uh, I think six is a pretty good spot for this. I, yeah. I mean, I think, I think it's in my top 10. Yeah. I'd put it top 10 Pixar for sure. 98% on Rotten Tomato. What do you give it on IMDb? I gave it a seven out of 10. I give it an eight out of 10. And I'm sure mine was probably a 7.5. I would still like to have the 0.5 scale added to IMDb. Yeah. I know their argument is, well, then people would want quarters. (laughs) (laughs) I, Personally, I wouldn't get that technical with it, but yeah. I think the I think the half is half is okay. Relevant. Yeah, I agree. Maybe at least make it like a, a option click or, you know, yeah. you know, just if you if you want to do it, you can. The standard would be fulls, but you know. Uh-huh. Um, okay, number number five is another Toy Story movie. We have four Toy Story movies, and here's the yeah. impressive thing. All four of them are in the top ten. All four of them. Uh, so we'll say we'll save, we'll save them. But Toy Story three clocks in at number five on this list. Number four, Inside Out. Uh, this is again, this is a post twenty ten movie. I thought this was really good though. I thought the premise was very creative. I thought the way they did that, they it are was making, more creative for sure. Yeah, they're making a sequel. Oh, are they? They are making a sequel. They confirmed that they're going to do this with the same girl Riley as a teenager. Oh, okay. So there's some more emotions that oh, are going to be yeah. starting to make their way. Yeah, so I think that's be. a really great time to do that. Sure. I think that's really creative. But Amy Poehler, uh, Bill Hader, uh, highlight the cast in this. But this is about a little girl. She's 11 years old, and her life gets turned upside down when her parents decide to move her. And so this is the emotions that fall uh, inside this little girl's mind. You like it at four? You think it's a little high? That's too high for me. Where do you have it? I would probably bump it down more like 10 to 12. Okay. That's probably, yeah, I could see about it. In the, yeah, I think that's a good spot. 10, 10 to 12 would be. It's not spot. bad. No. no. It was very good. I mean, the the whole, uh, the core memories, that has been, that's become a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, anytime there's a memory, they save some for the core memory, so. Nobody ringing the bell, though. There's still a lot of spots up for grabs. Number three, Finding Nemo. We'll take one of those spots. All righty. Where do you want it? Number one. Number one, Finding Nemo. Tell us about it. Oh, well, it's a fish. (laughs) It's homeward bound as a fish story. That's a really good way. I never (laughs) thought about that. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, Homeward Bound is a great movie, though. Um, Nemo disobeys his dad. He goes out into the scary part of the ocean. And he's gone. Yeah. And the rest of it is, is uh, what's his name, Marlin? Yes. 
his dad, his dad meets up with Dory, the, uh, you know, short term memory loss fish. Yeah. To try to find Nemo. Mm-hmm. You yeah. run into sharks. Oh, all sorts of adventures along the way. Yeah. All sorts of adventures. Huge franchise. Oh, man. For Disney. My, my daughter has a jumper that's finding Nemo in there. You know, she'll bounce around and play with the fish and all that. Yeah, I mean, it's taken over everything. I mean, it's been huge. They've, they've made a sequel. I'm, it wouldn't surprise me if they make more. Oh, I'm sure. It is 2003. Mm-hmm. Everybody has seen this. Oh, yeah. It is great. Fish are friends, not food. Yeah, I was just about to you say know. Wallaby <sighs> Way. Yeah. Uh, P. Sherman, 42, Wallaby Way. P. Sherman, that was it. Uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, finding you, there's not a lot you can... Bad, I don't think there's anything bad you could say about it. No, this this was fantastic. Uh, 99% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I gave it an 8. I probably should give it a 9. I've though. got it at a 9. Yeah, I think I should give that one a 9. Uh, this is a classic animated movie. Yes. It's an all-timer. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely all-timer. 100%. This is this is one of those that will generations will watch this. Yeah. You know, our kids are going to watch this probably sooner than later, but they'll probably pass this movie down to their kids. Oh, 100%. Is I would almost go, I don't know if I can get there quite, but this is this is debatable to be Mount Rushmore status. Mm. Of of Pixar movies animated. or just animated movies yeah, period. I, wow. I think it it's in that conversation. You think it's a top four movie of all time. Potentially. Okay. I think it's, it's, you should have that conversation. Wow. That's how good it I is. I don't know if I'm there yet, but you could convince me though. I think you, you, you could probably make an argument, but then you have number one, two, five, and seven, the toy story franchise. And yeah, I was kind of letting you have it there. <laughs> I'm gonna take Toy Story at one. It's a it's a very worthy one seed. I want to take Toy Story one at one. And I'm gonna take I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an opportunity to take take the other, another one if you because you got a spot left. I'm not taking it. I'm gonna take Toy Story three then. At number two for me. Wow. Okay, so they have Toy Story 2 ranked number one. Yeah. And you're taking Toy Story 3. For my personal ranking, I think 3 is... is If it wasn't for just the incredible... The nostalgia, the incredibleness that is Toy Story, when they came back out with Toy Story 3, for me, I looked at Toy Story 3 and went, "What? That's a that is a very well-rounded movie. Because... You have so much more depth in the story. It goes beyond just that family. It, it goes a little further. Now, maybe it's just because I was a little older, too, and I was watching it, so I'm looking for different things. But uh, I I really like Toy Story 3 as well. I think, let's see, is Toy Story 3, is that the one? Andy is older. Um, he's not married in this he's one. He's not. He's going to college. Going to college. That's right. He's going to college, so he's getting rid of his toys, and they don't like it, and so they 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 jump ship basically. 
I rewatched the Toy Story series in the last couple of years, and I think I did like number three better than number two. Uh, yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched two, so I could be convinced probably if I watch it again. I need to watch all four of them back to back to back because they're coming out with five soon. I thought they were going to end it with four. They should have probably ended it with three. Yeah, four is really good, but this is the rare case. This is what we were talking about earlier: the rare movie where there's not a bad sequel. There are four movies into this, and they're all solid. And then there's other shows. You have the uh, the Halloween special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've done That's enjoyable. Yeah, they did a Christmas movie. The, yes. The Toy Story franchise is absolutely top to bottom solid. 100%. It's solid. Yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. So... Classic Toy Story 1, man, was groundbreaking. Like, that was animation that had never been done before. It, it was started it. Visually just stunning. Storytelling was great. You had great cast. Tom Hanks, uh, Tim Allen, uh, John Cusack. Uh, not sorry, I'm looking at the wrong one. Don Rickles, Jim Varney. Uh, oh. I, hold on. Jim Varney was uh, Slinky. Yeah. I don't know who played Slinky in the later... I'm not sure either. Movies. Uh, you had, oh gosh, hold on. Let me pull it up. I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, John Ratzenberger as Ham. Uh, he was on Cheers. Okay. Uh, just, just a great cat. The writing, so good. You had the Army Men, and you had uh, Bo Peep, and you had Sid, Sid. you know? The to- the misfit toys and just the little alien characters. Yes, the claw. The claw. Know? And so, just we don't have to rehash the the plot of Toy Story. No, you I, know the plot of Toy Story. Everybody knows the plot of Toy Story. It is. It's their biggest. This is Mount Rushmore. Yes. Toy Story goes it, on Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. There's no question Toy Story fits on Mount Rushmore. For our generation, it is our childhood. Like, you know, this was what you... You had Toy Story. You had Lion King. Yeah. Uh, What else? Those were like the two those of are both the Mount 90s. Yeah, those are, those are two on Mount Rushmore. When it comes to animation, for me at least. They were our Snow White. Yeah, they were our Bambi. You know, you had all those movies way back in the day that defined that generation. These were our movies. They were the ones that we would watch on repeat as kids um, growing up. So you still have a spot left. I do. We've, we've gone through them all. I want a Bug's Life. You're going to go back and take a Bug's Life? That absolutely deserves to be there. I was hoping you'd do that. Okay, man. Exhaustive list, but we went through it. You got anything else to cover? No, I, I just want to go back and rewatch some of them. I know and it's, and it can be difficult because the nostalgia factor is there for some of those. Yeah, with the newer ones, I don't know how it, because as a kid, things make a bigger impact on you. Yeah. So is it is it unfair to say that pre twenty ten is better? Or is it just that we're older? I don't know, but I feel like the truth is that they were better back then than they are now. Yeah. I, I think I, I agree with that. I mean, and I think most, 
Most people would agree. I mean, according to social media, TikToks and stuff like that, the, the people are yeah, voicing their opinion. Also. I think so. And there are people younger than us that are saying this too. And I would just because the movie is older, I don't think means that you don't enjoy it because I grew up, I liked Bambi. I liked yeah, Fox in the Hand. Absolutely. I liked Cinderella. Um, there were some of the ones that weren't my favorite. Like Dumbo was never my favorite yeah, movie. No. So they're just. I connected with some of those older movies because they were good. Yeah. And then the ones that weren't as good, you know, I had ones that weren't my favorite. Sword in the Stone wasn't my favorite. Right. Lion King was great. Um, you know, I think that you've got some of those. So I don't necessarily think that it's just nostalgia that's that's taking me to that place that, that's putting, as I don't know that we have anything there. What's our list look like? None of those. None of them are what, What's the newest one that we've got? Uh, uh, up 2009 is any of those I have them uh, or I had them listed by uh, by year of release um, up was 2009 Toy Story 3 was 2010 we didn't did, did you take Toy Story 3 I took Toy Story 3 oh that's right okay and so that's it's, it. it's probably the oldest so 2010 that's 2010. what I that's what I said it felt like 2010 and I was right yeah you were spot on and it's not that Toy Story 4 is not right it I don't remember. Where did it come in on this list? Uh, seven. Seven on that list. And, you know, Toy Story 4, they, they they debuted Forky, you know. Yeah. And it was fine. They went to a carnival. They were trying to, you know. That's Bo, right. Bo Peep was like this, you know, ninja Bo Peep or yeah. something. We had Ken, you know, yeah. being all Ken-like, you know. It was, yeah. It was funny, but it didn't have the, for me, three mm -hmm. just pulled at those emotions. You know, when they're in the furnace, they think that's the end. Like it just it was it was gripping. So okay, yeah. Go back and watch a good Pixar movie. Go watch a classic one. Uh, let's get into some of your feedback. I got some. I got some feedback. I want to touch on. I want to get Aaron's uh, two cents on. Here we go. We love hearing you talk about us. It's time for the best things about the best things. Want to hear your feedback on the show? Email feedback at bestthingspod.com or tap the link in the episode notes to send a voicemail. Alrighty. So, by the way, if you haven't already, go follow us on all the socials. Uh, TikTok has been a wild ride uh, over the last couple of months or so. Uh, we, we made you guys aware not too long ago. We had one video that just kind of helped go off. Uh, got us a lot of new, maybe some of you are listening to this for the very first time uh, thanks to that video that video Aaron have you looked at it recently I have not um, I want you to guess where it's at right now on the views yeah how many how many views do you think that video's got right now 1.2 million add about 600,000 people to that are we're you serious sitting at 1.8 we're million. creeping up to the <laughs> 2 million yeah wow plus another one is almost to a million we, wow we're, we're 700,000 on strong on that one so thank you guys for all of your help on uh, just kind of sharing posts and steering clips that you see facebook's going off too we had different videos pop off for over a million views and a couple hundred thousand so uh, we really appreciate all the, the feedback and comments and sharing and liking and stuff like that. It helps the algorithm a lot. So that's why we talk about like the reviews on Apple podcasts and Spotify that that's how it helps. It helps algorithms. It pops up in people's feeds. So we appreciate it. Plus we read some of your stuff on here as well. 
and I'm going to read a couple right now. We we did uh, a couple of weeks ago. We did an episode on what was the best month, and we got to talk about leap days, which I did not realize next year is going to have a leap it's, day. It's a leap day, yeah. And so we asked the presidential question, election years or leap years. Okay, yeah, I guess so. I never put two and two together, but I we asked the question like what. Um, it, we wanted to know from those of you who have leap day birthdays, when do you celebrate when it's not a leap year? And uh, we have somebody, uh, Brittany on TikTok says, legally, my birthday is March 1st when it isn't a leap year. Oh, so she says legally. Is that just how it is for everybody? Or I wonder the same thing. Does your parent choose yeah because there was somebody else in the comments that said that that we celebrate on the 28th so like i wonder if you just have to make a choice which day you want it to be um we also asked the question the long-standing question of when do you decorate for christmas i wanted to know because i feel like aaron is in the wrong by decorating pre-christmas or pre-thanksgiving oh, rather okay and uh, we had several people different people comment I think you'll appreciate this one. Decorate for Christmas the second week of November. Celebrate Thanksgiving as halftime of the Christmas season. So Thanksgiving is halftime. Yes! You like that? Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) That's the the best way that I've heard it described. (laughs) That's absolutely true. And, I mean, what bigger star could you have come in at half i mean what could carry <laughs> the, the Christmas show <laughs> ha- yes you've got the thanksgiving day parade as like your cheerleaders you've got the turkey and the the holiday as the performer absolutely uh that person deserves a raise let's put them on the payroll no okay but you're but here's the deal not everybody agrees with you well they're stupid <laughs> Phil on Facebook says, Thanksgiving evening is the only acceptable answer. Thanksgiving is fall decor. Christmas is winter. Do not mix the two. When Thanksgiving is over, that evening, the family can all transition to winter. And I agree. No. Hang on. Yes. Thanksgiving evening. Christmas is winter. Yes, because it falls on December 25th. Uh, winter begins December 21st. Okay. He says Thanksgiving when, when is fall. He, he says when Thanksgiving is over, then you can transition to winter. No, you can't transition <laughs> to winter until the 21st, Phil. Quit being an idiot. Uh, Joshua on Facebook says, so we usually decorate for Christmas Thanksgiving night or the day after Thanksgiving but this year we got a new Christmas tree and his wife wants to set it up so we have an undecorated Christmas tree in our living room right now. <laughs> and this is a week ago. So in the middle of October, they just got an undecorated Christmas tree. <laughs> Listen, I have told you that I have seen many of, of my friends on social media already decorating for Christmas. I don't get it. I well, don't I don't get it in October either. I was trying to find who it was, but somebody in Arkansas, an Arkansas media personality, asked the other day that very question, when is it acceptable to decorate for Christmas? And so I went through looking at the comments, and I saw a ton of comments for pre-Thanksgiving. I would say it felt like the majority of the comments I saw were 
before Thanksgiving. Well, and everybody on the internet is always right. They are. <laughs> there were a ton of them that were saying, though, October 1st. See, that? no, that's absolutely. That, that's too soon. That's way too soon. That's too we, soon. We agree on that. that okay. I'm, I'm so glad we agree on that front. Okay, anyway, give us your feedback. Uh, anytime you see our videos pop through on your feed, please comment. We would love to read them. Uh, share them also. Please just share it. Uh, it helps us out a ton. Uh, all right, let's bracket this thing out, shall we? If you want to be the best, you have to beat the rest. This is the Best Things Bracket. This could be a challenge, Aaron. We might find ourselves in a dogfight. First up, Finding Nemo versus Up. Three, two, one. Finding Nemo. Nemo. Next up, we have The Incredibles versus Monsters, Inc. Three, two. Wait, what? what, what is it? Incredibles, okay. Monsters, Inc. Three, two, one. Incredibles. Incredibles. It's close, though. That, that one is really, really close for me. Next up, we have Toy Story 1 versus A Bug's Life. Three, two, one. Toy it's Story. Just story. <laughs> <laughs> you smell toast? What's, what's going on here? <laughs> We have Toy Story 3 versus Ratatouille. Three, two, one. Hang on. Tell me again what we've got. I, I, I know now. I know. Toy Story 3, Ratatouille. Three, two, one. Toy Ratatouille. Story 3. Okay, Toy Story 3, one to ten. Three, two, one. Seven. Eight. Gives it 15. Ratatouille, three, two, one. Eight. Seven. Gives it 15. We're going to 100. Toy Story 3, 1 to 100. 3, 2, 1. 83. Carry the 1. 158. Can't read my handwriting. Uh, Ratatouille, 1 to 100. 3, 2, 1. 70. I don't have to do that math. Ratatouille. What did you give uh, Toy Story? Uh, 83? No, 70, no, I gave it an 83. 75. And what'd you give Ratatouille? 70. Okay. Okay, Finding Nemo versus Incredibles. Three, two, one, Nemo. Finding Nemo? <laughs> you said that like a question. It was a question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. We're I gonna, like them both. We're going to change the name of the movie to Finding Nemo? <laughs> <laughs> Or should we just leave them out there? You know, just why bother? You know, you get a new kid. I mean, just whatever. Which, you know what? Finding Nemo starts out with tragedy also. It does. I just now realized that. I just remember that. Mm -hmm. uh, if somebody offered you $875 million for a family member, what are you buying first? <laughs> How much money was that? $875 million. Which family member? <laughs> uh, my wife didn't find that as funny yesterday. I said, that's almost a billion dollars. She said, your son is priceless. I like, it doesn't say that I can't visit him. 
I would visit him <laughs> frequently. I would also make him part of the inheritance. Someday he's going to thank me. And also what means that I couldn't sell you. That's so funny. So you get to pick the family you, member. You get to pick the family oh, member. Yeah, sorry. There's some cousin out there that... Sorry. <laughs> and it didn't say how close the family member yeah. had to be either. There's somebody out there. I don't know that well that... I'm sorry. Or somebody who probably deserves it in my family line. <laughs> I saw some video. We're off on a, on a ramp. Uh, but there was some video and a wife comes around the corner videoing on TikTok to her husband and says... If someone gave you a billion dollars, would you slap me? He goes, yes. He didn't even hesitate. <laughs> She's like, how could you do that? He's like, for a billion, a billion dollars? dollars? It's a no-brainer. He said, for a billion dollars, there's a lot of stuff I probably did. You'll thank me later. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Toy Story versus Ratatouille. Three, two, one. Toy, Toy Story. Story. <laughs> Toy Story. V Finding Nemo. Three, two, one. One, Toy Finding Story. <laughs> I like how it stays a question. If it wins, we're just going <laughs> to put a question mark on it. Uh, Nemo, one to ten. Three. Hang, on, hang on. Are you going to go to IMDb? I, I need to see. I guess I need to do that as well. For again. sure. Which one are we doing first? We'll, we will do toys. No, we will do Finding Nemo first. Okay. Finding Nemo. One to ten. Three, two, one, eight. Gives it 16. Toy Story. One to ten. Three, two, one, eight. nine. Toy Story by one. Congratulations. Toy Story? Toy Story? And I th I'm were both of those your IMDb ratings? Yes. Same here. All right. We know it's the best today. Well, why am I saying it? Let her say it. It may be the best thing today, but is it the best thing of all time? It's time for the best thing battle. We have Toy Story up against... I was turning down our mics instead of... <laughs> We have Toy Story going up against a three-time reigning champion the month of November. Yeah. Which is the better thing? Well, we're about to find out. Three, two, one. November. November. That's right. Four-time champ. Dude, it's got one more. It's going. And it's going to the Hall of Fame. It's going to the Hall of Fame. I That is... I don't know why it's surprising to me. It, it's way more deserving than Washington, D.C. No, it's not. I'm still salty that Washington, D.C. is in our Hall of Fame. This is going to become our fifth bestie of the resty. Yes. And, or and, bestie for the resty. And was it your idea that said if we get to eight, or if we when we hit that ninth one, we got to have a That's bracket when to we knock have a, one out? Yeah, Survivor happens. One's getting voted off the yeah, island. I like that. We only have room in the in the case for eight of them. We will do a reverse bracket at that point, so we will we'll have to uh, whichever one's the worst. We'll go down in reverse order. Okay, that'll do it. You got anything else? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. 
All right, go watch a Pixar movie, man. I think I'm, I think we're gonna. Wa- well, I'm not, I think we're gonna watch one tonight. Which, Which one? I don't know. That's what I was about to ask you. Which one should we watch? What's what's one we haven't either watched in a while? Maybe I'll watch uh, Coco. Okay, yeah, we watch Coco. How much singing is in it? Or Luca? Luca. We may do Luca. Do Luca. Okay. Start start with Luca. We may do Luca. It's just that Coco does have the Day of the Dead thing in it, that's and true. we it's, you know. Based on when we're recording yeah, it, we're recording this pre-Halloween. It so. fits right there at, at the too. time. That's a good point too. So we're gonna go watch. Coke. I think I think that yes, there's some singing in it, but I think you'll enjoy the story enough that it can overcome some of the singing. We're gonna go watch Coco that we've never seen. You got to go watch a movie you've never seen called The Shining. <laughs> that's that's true. Somebody gives Aaron some I, hate for not have watched uh, The Shining. Erica's probably going to veto that. I'm going to call her and tell her she got to do it. Although I do have plans for something else to watch this evening. That's true. Yeah. I can't watch that tonight. <laughs> <You> <laughs> uh, we will know. By the time this episode comes out, we will know. We will know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nervous. Uh, unless it goes to seven, we'll still know. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. We'll still know. Yeah. I think. I hope, I hope future you, Aaron, is happy. Hopefully, uh, this. If not, then wearing this outfit <laughs> the week after, <laughs> I will not click on the videos of this. I will not be reminded of it. Alrighty, for the best things, I'm Craig. I'm Aaron. <laughs> we'll talk at you next time. Bye bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Best Things Podcast. If you liked today's episode, subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening now. And remember. Connect with us on the socials at Best Things Pod, and you may hear your take on an upcoming episode.